0: Hey friends, how's it going? I just realized that it was almost 20 past three. I was pulled over briefly to start recording because I thought I've got 10 minutes right now to squeeze in recording this podcast and gosh, have I got things to say. Oof. Now the reason I want to get it done is because otherwise it won't be until late because I'm about to record a magic interview podcast with a magician called Mario. Um, did I say hey, friends? It's Mark James. It's Monday. <laughs> I'm about to record a magic podcast with this magician called Mario. You should look him up if you uh, don't know who he is. Look up Mario the Maker Magician. He's from New York, and uh, he's brilliant. He's really funny and interesting and kind of uh, old school but new school. And He like looks like an old vaudevillian street performer, but he's kind of... Um, Uses loads of robots and stuff, but the robots, they are very homemade looking, but he's got this monkey that like looks awesome and just, it's really hard to explain what he does, but it's really cool. It's kind of like, um, it's just like a real life version of a sort of Disney character. He's terrific. He's been on Sesame Street and loads of other stuff. He's very, very cool. He's a great magician and, uh, he's very, he's very fun. Yeah. I like him a lot. So, do check out uh, Mario the Magician. I'm interviewing him in uh, 40 minutes until uh, that happens. So, I'm getting Joshua first, and then that's all going to happen. Talking's funny, isn't it? I realised the other night I was talking to some friends. In fact, what was I doing? Yeah, I was. I was on the phone to my friend Stephen Williams. I've mentioned him before. He's Stephen Williams Jr., to give him his full title. I was on the phone to him, and um, we're talking about something, and I began to tell him a story. And as you know, I can rattle on with a story. (laughs) Talk a load of shit, as Sarah might say. I can rattle on. And it was a really funny, interesting story. It'll be something I've probably told on the podcast already. Now you know that I'm lying about the funny and interesting bit. (laughs) But anyway, I was talking to him, and Sarah brought in some food. It was a... um, I'll tell you what it was. It was a, a stir fry that she'd got from Booth. She'd got the, the constituent parts from Booth's and she'd made the stir fry. Someone just walked past me and they had a Subway sandwich, but their hand was wrapped all the way around it. So they were holding it how you might hold a sort of baseball bat. Usually you hold it more like a sort of harmonica, don't you, uh, um, a Subway? You put your fingers flat on the top and your thumb underneath and you be careful. You don't hold it like it's a bloody... Uh, a baton, like a candle or something. That was very strange. Anyway, so she brought me in a bowl of stir fry, which was delicious. And I took the first bite. i tell you what I was talking to my friend about. I was telling him about Fleabag, which is a brilliantly funny uh, British comedy by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, You can see where I went wrong there, can't you? Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It's a really funny program, British TV show called Fleabag. It's on Amazon, and uh, it's on iPlayer and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, check it out. But that's two recommendations today. And I was telling him about that show, and I was telling him a really funny bit in it, and he started to laugh. And then Sarah brought the food in, and I completely derailed the story and made him wait. And I kept trying to tell him the bit. But I realized that what I wanted to do was finish eating the whole bowl of what I'd been given before I talked. I'm all right in a restaurant when you've got to be polite company and you can't just shovel food into your face. And I'm generally quite good company in a restaurant, I think. (laughs) But when a bowl of food or a plate of food is put in front of me and someone's on the phone or whatever, I just am way more focused on the food than I am the person. And I have to finish all of the food, every bite of it, even the little bit at the end where you're basically lifting the plate up to your face and scraping bits of it into your mouth. I have to finish all of it before I can have a proper conversation with the person that's waiting for me to talk. (laughs) It's not good, that, is it? That's I mean... I, and he just literally sat. He must have sat there. I mean, I'm a quick eater as well. I'm always getting in trouble for this, especially from Sarah. I used to get told off my dad when I was a kid. You, nobody's going to come in and take that dinner off of you now. I say it now to Joshua and it makes me laugh. I think, God, I used to get told that all the time. Nobody's going to steal that. People would think we never fed you and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I am a quick eater. I knock, I knock food down pretty quickly. I don't mess around. I've you know, got things to be getting on with. And I like it a lot. Oh, God, I hate when people park in the way these people have parked. You're a wanker, mate. Get parked properly so other people can park there. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> very angry, man, aren't I? So I um, I have to eat all the food before I can even begin the conversation. I'm not interested in what anybody's saying. Well, I'm interested in what people are saying, but I'm not interested in talking myself. I've just pulled up at the school. I'm not interested in doing any talking myself until all the food is gone. Um, But you're lucky because today I'm not eating, so it's all good. (laughs) What do I want to talk about? Let's talk about people starting their businesses. Now, I'm sure I've waxed lyrical about pyramid schemes on this before and how it seems to me the only thing in this world that makes you feel better than using Avon or Unique or Juice Plus or any of that other stuff. The only thing that beats the effect of using those incredible groundbreaking products, uh, small TM, is getting your friends to sell them alongside you, (laughs) or as the case actually is, underneath you. Pyramid schemes. Essentially, you buy a product then you have to bring people in underneath you and they're usually people who you're an absolute knob to in school and now you want them to sell wax melts (laughs) there's a great status about that you you bullied me in school and now you want me to sell wax melts you're a wax melt fuck off (laughs) anyway um you get them people to sell underneath you and then they they have to get someone else to sell underneath them and then those people they have to get someone to sell underneath them and as you can imagine this takes the shape of a pyramid, and each person further down the line gets a smaller and smaller profit share of everything that they're not selling, and maintains the same profit share of what they are selling. So what ultimately happens is someone at the very bottom of each pyramid ends up lumbered with a load of shit that they can't sell, and the only way not to get ripped off by it is to sell it to their friends and get them to sell it, and you just keep passing on the problem. This is not a nice thing to do to a friend, but... They don't realize that they're doing it to a friend because they think that they're bringing their friend in on a brilliant business opportunity because that's what they got told at the seminar they went to. And as there's nothing more powerful than word of mouth, they no longer need a seminar because it's not a stranger telling you, it's your friend telling you and who doesn't trust their friends. So it's a whole complicated issue and it annoys me. It's annoyed me all year. However, the pandemic has been cruel to many of us and people have needed opportunities to find a way to make a bit of money. A nice way perhaps to get a little bit of cash out of the pockets of their friends who've still been working into the pockets of themselves who haven't been working. And that's fair enough. I mean I do lectures, I do shows, I do all sorts of stuff and many great people who love magic but have got regular jobs that pay very well have bought products from me, bought me for lectures, all sorts of stuff. I'm sure it's the same system. But I'm not offering anything different than what I say I'm offering. You get the information that's in my head, or you get the show that's in my heart. Oh, that was a nice thing, wasn't it? That's the two things you can pay for from me. Um, and of course, the delivery system for that information is a rambling, ranting, insane shithouse of a man who doesn't know what he's on about. But hey, you pays your money, you takes your chance. That being said, there's a new game in town, and it seems that not content... With uh, improving their friends' lives because of you know the past mistakes of sleeplessness and uh, tired faces and uh, what's it called oh shit I've just realised I've come to- oh I thought I didn't have a mask there's the panic there that was mask panic um, forget mask panic it's mask panic now but I have got a mask it's in the little kangaroo pouch of my hoodie anyway not content with removing the lines from previous stresses from their friends' faces with their groundbreaking unique products. Unique spelled Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E, unique is their brand. Uh, they now want to absolve their friends from stress about the future by palm reading and tarot. I can't believe how many of the girls I went to school with have turned out to apparently be genuinely psychic. It's at least six. At least six people that were in my school have turned out to be able to predict the future. Well, let me tell you, you're full of shit and here's why. You didn't predict when one girl in our class got pregnant at 14 and had to leave. You didn't predict when Stephen Foster did that joke about a vegetable (laughs) and burned a girl's face with a spatula. You didn't predict about how I would get my shoelaces tied to the bus by a school bully and not be able to get off the bus. More on that in another episode, probably. You didn't predict any of this stuff. And a lot of you, looking at who it is, didn't predict that you were going to fail your own GCSEs. (laughs) why didn't you reach up into the cloud of eternal uh, information and ask God himself to tell you the answers to your GCSE science exam, you thick (laughs) fucks? But now, putting all that aside, Jesus Christ, many of you, it turns out, can predict the future by waving your hands atop the cards. All you need to do is see, you know, the, um, the night the Grim Reaper and the Enchantress and know that your friend is going to have success in a relationship and, you know, win the lottery one day and that a job in Tesco might not be all her heart desires. What a load of bollocks. Bye, friends.